This is Cabernet and True Crime, the place where good wine and true crime come together. Hello, friends. Do you ever just have one of those days? Well, today has been one of those days. And, uh... I'm I'm excited to be here with you guys. Uh, I realize now that I've opened my computer and like I'm ready to start that uh, I had intended to maybe edit this so it made more sense, and I didn't. So <laughs> we're gonna get through this together. I have total faith in us that we can figure this out, and I think we'll be okay. Um, sidebar: Do you ever like walk around for a really long time and wonder why everything's blurry, and then realize that you don't have like your glasses or contacts on or in? depending and you're like uh oh yeah no is that just me I don't know it happened to me for like 20 minutes I kept squinting at things I was like why is everything blurry what do I have in my eye then I went to rub it and uh I didn't have my glasses on as I said when I started it has been one of those days um so something I should plug before we go on. If you haven't yet, I have a YouTube channel, and it is not at all true crime related. It is called Just the Cab, uh, a funny play on Cabernet and true crime, because there is no true crime. Do you get it? Do you get it? Cool. I'm glad. Um, uh, there's two, well, te- technically, there are three videos on there, um, soon to be four, they are just silly videos that I like to make, and they are a good outlet, and they make me feel better on the inside. So, if you ever get tired of true crime, which, I mean, does that ever really happen? I know. But if you do, hop on over to YouTube, hop on over to the link in my bio. Sure, it's called Just the Cab. It is me and my 15-year-old pseudo-stepdaughter just having a grand old time. Um, it makes me laugh. The, the second video, so the one we just did is like a two-parter and like just editing the second video, I was laughing my ass off. My editing skills are getting better. So the videos are funnier. Um, comedy, love it. So if you want to check that out, go for it. I highly recommend it. It makes my day. So hopefully it'll make yours. That's all I'm here for. I am a people pleaser. (laughs) I am a chronic person with chronic people-pleasing and chronic anxiety, and here we are. So, um, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. I mean, as, well, aside from, like, the true crime part of this. <laughs> I just came on here to tell you guys about that, and then I was just gonna fucking dip. No, <laughs> I think that's all, like, the, the, um, announcement corner. Yeah, that's the announcement corner. I'm just double checking my brain. That's the announcement corner. Should I say it one more time? That's the announcement corner. Okay, we're done. Okay, so today, pals, friends, ladies and gents, we are going to be talking about Arthur Gary Bishop. Uh, this is not somebody that I knew anything about, and somehow I stumbled across this uh, this uh, show. Uh, don't remember which platform it was on. Um, it was one of those, like, you know, when you're about to fall asleep and you're just like, blah, whatever. And then you, I put it on, which most of my, like, recommended for you is true crime. So I just kind of go to that and click whatever. Um, it's Killer Trials. And this was called The Killer Next Door. Um, 
very interesting. So if you want to watch that, uh, I saw the beginning half and then I fell asleep as one does. And so I went and I was able to find it on like Bing or whatever. People use Bing. I don't know. Whatever my computer default is, I, I Googled it on the Bing machine <laughs> and I found it and I was able to watch it again. Uh, so um, it's very uh, interesting. It probably would have been better had I edited this to make more sense but you know what I didn't and so that's just a fault we're all gonna have to you know that's that's my bad honestly so just let's just do this together I I do remember most of it I researched this marble mouth I researched this like four days ago so it really should it should be fresh in my memory I guess we'll see won't we so I'm going to start this for you in the same way that the documentary did, um, Killer Trials, The Killer Next Door did, uh, because it was fascinating and it really wrote me in, so I figure uh, we're just going to start the same way they did. So in 1965, Shona and John Cunningham moved from Glasgow, Scotland. Um, they wanted to move someplace with good values, and um, I, so there was this little boy, his name was Graham. He was the, I think the third son. I do, I do think he was the third or fourth son. He was the youngest child out of, um, Shona, Shona, Shona. I don't remember. Shona. I, I'm going to call her Shona. Um, and John Cunningham's children. Uh, he was 13 and he was planning on going to the store and, and he, uh, just disappeared. Like they, they couldn't find him. So, Shona knew something was wrong right off the rip. She was like, no, my son's a good boy. He would never just disappear. Like, something's wrong. But it was the classic case of the, the 60s and 70s where the police were like, no, no, no. It's probably just a runaway. He'll come back. You know, he's a teen. It's really not that big of a deal. So the police didn't take immediate, a immediate action, but Shona was more or less planning on solving the murder herself. Shona is... Well, not a murder. Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil that for you. Um... Shona's a badass. I love her. She was the only person that gave, um, like, any type of interview. I mean, besides from, like, detec detectives on there, she was the only person that gave an interview. She was super cool. Love her. 10 out of 10. I stan Shona Cunningham. Also, that was my grandma's maiden name, so I, I really liked her a lot. Um, so, apparently, this murder, which I already ruined for you. This murder was solved in a single day by one detective. His name was Don Bell. He's a Billy badass. I love him too. So Graham was missing for four days before detectives started looking into it. The biggest lead they get is from one of Graham's schoolmates. They say that Graham had planned a huge trip to California with this guy from school whose name was Jeff and his dad, Roger Downs. So the group had originally been much, much larger and a lot of the boys ended up, uh, not going. They had not planned on attending. Like, they said, oh, yeah, sure, we'll go, but as the event grew closer, I'm not entirely sure when this metaphorical trip to California was, but as the date grew closer, like, all the boys backed out except for Graham Cunningham. So, uh, <clears throat> so, Graham was adamant about going. Roger Down was 32, and Graham's parents were unable to get a hold of him. So through the grapevine, they figured out that this Roger Downs guy was trying to take people on a trip to California. So they're like, obviously, my son must be with Roger Downs. So cool, we've got this lead. Um, so the boy, this Jeff, this metaphorical Jeff, was supposedly Roger Downs' son. So... 
like they try to get a hold they got a hold of jeff and then they got a hold of this roger downs guy and they brought them down to the police station right um the boy that was claimed to be Roger Downs's son, Jeff, which I'm assuming is a fake name, um, it was known apparently that a re- really this boy wasn't this guy's son at all, quote, not even his stepdad. So, like, they weren't related at all, and it was kind of known-ish that they, they weren't related at all. So the detective finds out that Roger Downs isn't his real name. Um, it's an alias for a man named Arthur Gary Bishop. They were also able to find out that Bishop was smuggling money from his job working at a tourism agency because Bishop was the bookkeeper and was able to slip cash out under the radar. So this detective gets Jeff into his office alone and tries to interview him. And he makes the annotation that the kid is off, um, and but only refers to Roger Downs as his dad. Um, which it's funny, well, it's not funny, but in the documentary, there's this, like, back and forth, back and forth, and it's actually the detective who interviewed him, like, telling you about what was going on. So, um, so he's interviewing Jeff, which I'm assuming is a fake name, and takes a shot shot in the dark and asks, how long has your dad been molesting you? And apparently it took Jeff a really, really long time to respond and then just said, all my life. So Bishop was outside the police interview room the whole time. Based on that information, Don gets Bishop into the interview room, and he's alarmed and concerned that Bishop may be a pedophile. Um, and and he like pretends like this it's routine interview in front of a camera to get him talking, right? So he's like, "Hey, we're here. I'm just doing, you know, like you're Jeff's dad. So you know, there was word talking about that you were gonna do this stuff with Graham, and we just want to know more about you know the situation." He made it seem like very routine. So. He notes simple questions like, when did you last talk to Graham? Um, when did you last see him? At the end of the interview, Don infers that um, he thinks that Roger Down is not a real person and that it's an alias. And Bishop is arrested but never admits to anything right away. So they kind of hold him for a little while. I don't know how long. Um, it wasn't inherently clear, but he is held. And then eventually Don convinces him to talk. And it's funny because, so, Don eventually was like, hey, why, what can I do to get you to talk? And I guess apparently Arthur Bishop was just scared that, like, this would go to the media. So he was like, as long as you don't send this to the media, I don't care. Like, I'll talk to you. So Don convinces Arthur Bishop to talk. And he asks about Graham again. And he, uh, Arthur says, he's not hurt. He's dead. I know because I killed him. And then 52 minutes later, Bishop described how he killed not only Graham, but killed five little boys over the last four years. So after that, super calmly, he describes that he invited Graham over to shoot um, nude photographs. Scared Graham would tell on him, Bishop hit him over the head with a hammer and drowned him in the bathtub. So I bounce back a little bit um, just because that's kind of where we were but we're going to go back to the beginning of Arthur Bishop's life and because we've kind of hit the pinnacle like this is where he gets caught like he's already described what he's done so let's go back to the beginning right um Arthur Bishop was born on September 29th 1952 in Hinkley Utah it's a very small town yes I'll say town because it's very small and nondescript near the center of Utah he was the oldest of seven children all boys he was raised as a devout Mormon and was an Eagle Scout, and he was an honor student in school, 
at age 19, he went on a missionary trip to the Philippines. So it seems like he started out pretty regular, if you will. So at age 25 or 26 in 1978, Arthur was arrested for embezzlement, um, the case that I mentioned earlier that he was stealing money. He was given a five-year suspended sentence, which basically means he was never sentenced to anything, but if he committed another crime or the judge felt it was necessary, he could be given a sentence in a five-year period, which I had to look that up. I didn't know what that meant. He, however, sipped town and broke his parole, venturing to the good old Salt Lake City under his new guys, Roger Downs. There he joined the Big Brother program, and while at the time everyone thought he was normal, he, after he was arrested, several boys came forward and accused him of sexual abuse. In 1979, Bishop was living in an apartment complex. On October 14, 1979, four, a four-year-old boy named Alonzo Daniels was playing on the lawn in the apartment complex, and Bishop led the little boy to his apartment and sexually assaults him, and then subsequently murders him. On November 11, 1980, Bishop meets 11-year-old Kim Peterson at a skating rink. Arthur says he has a pair of skates he is trying to sell, and Kim goes to Arthur's house on the pretense of buying them. Peterson was bludgeoned to death, and his body was found close to Alonzo's. Bishop was questioned on this situation, but was never considered a suspect. On October 20, 1981, four-year-old Danny Davis was lured from a grocery store into Bishop's home less than a mile away. Police launched one of the biggest searches in South, um, Salt Lake City history. Um, teams of searchers scoured the neighborhood, searching fields and nearby mountains. Divers dredged ponds and lakes. Shoppers at the supermarket where Davis vanished agreed to undergo hypnosis in an effort to dislodge greater details of the abductor. Um, there was a $20,000 reward and the FBI were contacted but were unable to find any trace of the boy. On June 22, 1983, Troy Ward was taken from the park after the day after his sixth birthday. He was sexually assaulted, bludgeoned, then drowned in the bathtub. Only one month after that, Graham would be murdered. Um, building the case against Bishop, he lived in the vicinity of all four victims, and he knew Graham's parents. So at the end of the confession, he confessed to this on tape. So, you know, like, once... You think about, he confessed all these things, police police were obviously able to put these things together. It all kind of made sense, right? So at the end of the confession, Don gets Bishop to lead the police to Graham's body. By 10 p.m., they found out that he had gone out and visited, oh, at 10 p.m., it was 10 p.m. at night when they took him to the body. (laughs) Um, They figured out while they were there that uh, Bishop had obviously visited the gravesite multiple times. Um, he was able to walk right to them and knew exactly where they were, and the graves had been disturbed recently. Um, so they were in Utah's West Desert, and the two other boys were thrown in Big Cottonwood Creek. Uh, and this all happened 10 days after Graham's disappearance. Uh, so he went to trial. Arthur Bishop pled not guilty at his trial, shocking i know that's why this was on the the jury or the what is it called killer trials yeah yeah killer trials that's the name of the show um was mostly because the trial was very crazy so he pled not guilty although prosecution has the confession they want to go for the death penalty which yes you should. So they have to prove that with each of the five murders, um, they were calculated move on Bishop's part. So apparently they had to prove, they had to go for first degree murder. They couldn't just do 
second degree or manslaughter. I think they, they had to prove in all five cases these were all first degree murder. So uh, on 313, the defense goes up. They're trying to shoot for manslaughter um, under the pretense. I, I had to quote these because I wanted to punch something. For, quote, extreme mental or emotional disturbance, and they said, quote, He had an insatiable lust for young boys. He unthinkingly lashed out and killed them, saying that each murder was manslaughter because it was an accident. What the actual fuck? No, I don't care if you have an insatiable, a quote, insatiable lust for young boys. That's fucked up. Whether you, it's all of it. All of it's fucked up. You should go, boom, death penalty for that. Like, I don't care. Get, <laughs> don't try to use it as your defense. It's just as fucked up as what you actually did. Whatever. So, um, I, yeah, that, I couldn't even believe, like, that's your defense. Fuck you. That's your defense. I hate you. Um, so the jury goes to determine their verdict. Just six days after that, he was found guilty on all 11 counts. There was a whole, obviously, they tack on as many as they can, but he was found guilty in five, um, five counts of first-degree murder and then a whole bunch of other things that they tacked on to that. Good for them. Um, Shona is a real wonderful lady. She had a lot of really nice things, um, she wasn't super hateful or spiteful and she was very eloquent and well-spoken. She's more well-spoken than I am. So she earns a prize. I love her. She, Shona Cunningham has my undying love. Um, I, so they were trying to, the, okay, they were trying to get to the bottom and see if Arthur had any, any type of remorse for what he did, and apparently before, uh, the sentencing, no, the trial, like, what, not sentencing, penalty, the penalty, there we go, right before the, uh, penalty part of it, apparently Arthur said, Danny Davis, what a waste, I didn't get any sexual satisfaction out of him, And that was the only sign of remorse they had gotten from him before the penalty phase. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, so the prosecution waited until the penalty phase of the trial to play the confession tape, which was a smart move on their part because they really didn't need... Apparently their evidence was so good, they really didn't need the confession tape to get him... Like, charged guilty for these things. So they waited until the penalty phase to play the confession tape, and after 11 hours, the jury decided upon the death penalty. So Bishop was executed by lethal injection at Utah State Prison um, on June 10th, 1988. Uh, apparently, right before his execution, he did express remorse for his crime, saying, quote, I want to offer again, which you didn't before, but okay. I want to offer again my most profound and heartfelt apologies to my victims' families. I am truly sorry. I have tried my best to empathize with their grief and devastation, and I hope they come to know of my concerns and prayers for them. Fuck you, rotten hell. And that's that's all I have on that. That was a pretty short one, um, but 
it's pretty straightforward to the point. The documentary is pretty good, even though I kind of told you all the ins and outs of everything that goes on. It was still good to watch. Um, I really do love the one um, Detective Don. Detective Don and Shonda. Shonda? Shona. There's no D in there. Um, Shona. Love her. 10 out of 10. Um, it was a good documentary to watch. And actually, if you just type in... Um, oh... There were a couple good ones that I watched, but I can't remember all their names now. Most of my information came from the um, killer trials, though, and part of it came from Wikipedia. So, that's that. Sorry it's a short True Crime Tuesday, but like I said, it's been a day. I'll give you a more in-depth one next week when I have a little bit more time to research. So, with that being said, sorry this is short. Check out my YouTube channel. Check out my Instagram. I did... I did... Uh, go down a little bit on the amount of stuff I post just for, you know, mental health reasons, because everybody deserves good mental health, and, um, yep, that's all I have. So, I will see you next week. I will post a new video on Sunday, so if you haven't seen any of those, get up to date, because Sundays, Saturday, Sundays are going to be my, my video post Sundays. I'm getting really good at editing, editing, so it goes real quick. I'm real quick at it now. I'm very good at it. I'm getting skilled. So that's super easy now and they're fun. So that is that. That's all I got. I just rambled for a minute. I'm sorry. I'll see you guys next week.